0: The school is out. Which means it's time for High Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the High Kids Show. My name is Ronal Silverstone and I am eleven years old. This is High Kids, for Kids, By Kids. So today on the High Kids Show, I'll be speaking to Benji Shulman. He is an environmentalist. What do environmentalists do? So listen, kids. Do not go away. We have a very interesting show. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest Benji or if you want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at fifty cents. You can send me a telegram on 061-895-1019 and please don't forget to sign your name. You can also call us on 10 3020 Please, kids, call us, call us, call us. Get ready for a very exciting show on High Kids today. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. I'm Renal Silverstone and I'm 11 years old. And thank you for tuning in to 101.9 Hi FM. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. Good afternoon, Benji.
1: Hello. How are you? I'm Thank good, you and you? What's the what's the, the type? Peter packed a pick of pickled peppers.
0: <laughs> Picky people pick Peter Pan. Pick a
1: people pan pete Okay, fine, fine, fine. We'll get it. Don't worry. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> what is an environmentalist?
1: What is an environmentalist? So, an environmentalist uh, is a person who cares about the environment and they're worried about the world that we're living in and the different resources. Uh, that That we need in the world to to survive, we need water, we need air, we could need good, healthy soil, we need animals, um, and we need places for people to live, so environmentalists worry about all those sorts of problems
0: so what is an environment
1: so environment is basically just a space right it 's a it's what we—it's an environ, an area, and what it refers to is the place in which we live. So this studio is an environ, and we look after the studio in specific ways, right? It's got special things on the wall so that the sound doesn't get out. And we've got to make sure that the wires uh, are are looked after so that they don't snap, and uh, all these sorts of things. And the same thing—if we have an ocean environ, we, we can't pollute it, and we can't throw stuff in it. And we're going to look after the turtles. Uh, so that's—that's that's what it means.
0: Mm, I see. So why did you become an environmentalist?
1: Why did I become an environmentalist? It's a good good question, actually. I I, I grew up as a kid growing vegetables. That was what I did, like, in my house um, from when I was very young. I think my aunt gave me a book on how do you grow vegetables in, a like, a, a, a way that is sustainable, which we can talk about. And what I realized in the process of growing the food is how, actually, our food is grown every day and how that can be very bad, the way we grow our food often. Uh, It actually damages the place that is growing the food, the soil. Uh, and, And as I learned more about that, I think I became more aware of other things that we as humans do to affect the environment, and that's how I decided to become more of an environmentalist.
0: Oh, wow. You said sustainable. Can you explain to our listeners what is sustainable?
1: What is sustainable? So let me put it to you this way. right? Let's say you have an ice cream. Okay, Now you have an ice exactly right <laughs> we have an ice cream, and I give you the ice cream and you just gobble it all up just like that right then the next day I say well where 's your ice cream?" and you say well i don 't have an ice cream anymore. so a lot of resources in the world are a little bit like ice creams we 've only got so ma- so many of them, and if we gobble them all up, then they're all gone, uh, except that i 'm talking not so much about ice creams about oil to run your car mm-hmm. and water that we need and all sorts of other things that are, are resources that we have to look after. So sustainability is all about how do we use those resources uh, in a way that, that people in future generations also have access to them.
0: Oh, wow. So when you were growing up, did you want to be an environmentalist?
1: Uh, I think so, yes, in some version of it. I guess I've always uh, enjoyed that kind of thing. Let's put it this way. I never wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant or an engineer uh, or any of those things. I, I wanted to be on radio, so that's good. I can come and talk to you. That's excellent. Um, so, I def- But I definitely think it was something I wanted to be when I was a kid.
0: Oh, well. So is there an international environmental club that we children can join?
1: So there's lots and lots of clubs that do environmental stuff. Uh, some of it's international, some of it's local. Um, you know, there's the WWF, the World, uh, Worldwide Fund for Nature. Uh, in the Jewish community, we have the Jewish National Fund. They do a lot of environmental work. Uh, there's also something called WESA. I can't, I can't for the life of me remember what it's called, but they do a lot of education and I think kids can join that. But there's so much out there at the moment, you know, you don't even need a club. You can just have Facebook or you can have social media. You can go on the internet. You can find out all the information you need depending on what you want to do. If you want to save the rhinos or grow your own food or make your water more sustainable, whatever it is. Uh, so you just – the world is literally out there. You just have to do it. You don't have to join a club if you don't want to. Hmm. So
0: how can we make the world better for the environment?
1: Well, we make the world better for ourselves, first of all, it's not just for the environment. <laughs> um, and there's lots of ways of doing that. I'll give you an example. When I was about your age, I discovered – that if you run your tap when you're brushing your teeth for, you know, you sort of brush your teeth and run the tap the whole time, waste a lot of water. And the same thing, you've never had to do it, but I suspect Flo may have at least once or twice had to shave first thing in the morning. And people, what they do is they open up the tap. And then the water goes and goes and goes and goes until it gets hot, and then they have hot water, and then they use that to shave, and then they keep going, and it just wastes a lot of water. So I, I saw my dad doing this, and I said, Dad, you, ca- you can't do that. You're wasting water. He said, well, what am I supposed to do? So I said, look, I learned this thing from the environment. I, I told him, take the kettle and pour some water in it, boil the kettle, and then pour that straight into the sink. Oh, right? That's so that's like enough. one liter of water, whereas – it's two or three or four liters. And my dad listened to me because he's a, a nice dad. Uh, and I was a very annoying kid. Um, and, and, and he did that. And I mean, he probably shaves once every twice, three, every two or three days, I guess. So every time that he saved a little bit of water and over the many years contributes to, to, to saving water overall, right? So, yeah. so there's lots of things that you can do, lots of little things uh, that can make a big difference.
0: Yeah. How does a person become an environmentalist?
1: Well, everybody's an environmentalist. You don't even have to become one. Mandy's are an environmentalist. Flo's an environmentalist. You're an environmentalist. Because we all live in the same world and we all have to look after it, right? No one comes to you and says, well, how do you look after your room? Unless you don't look after your room. Sometimes I'm like that. But uh, we have only one world, so we've got to look after it, right? So everyone is an environmentalist. And if you want to become one, the best way is to become more educated, right? You need to read up about these things. Go on the Internet, learn about the environment, learn about the issues that are facing the environment. Uh, and from there, you'll get to learn how you can be more environmentally conscious. Uh, if if you're talking more at a professional level, then you can study this sort of thing at school. Uh, if you are doing anything that's bi- bi- what you call it these days, but anything that was like bio- biology or geography or uh, history. science, history a little bit as well, yeah. Any of those sorts of subjects will will have an environmental aspect to them. And and when you get to university, you can actually specialize in different courses uh, on different kinds of environmental issues.
0: Wow. That sounds pretty easy.
1: Yeah. It's all over the place. And I mean, fun. <laughs> you know, yeah, and fun. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> what is the most important part of our environment that needs saving?
1: Well, the thing about the environment is you can't think about it too much as parts, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter if I save all the water, but then the soil washes away right then what's the point of having water if i can't put it in the soil yeah. and and what's the point of saving the soil if the air is dirty and what's the point of having the soil and air that's nice if all the animals are dead right so when we think think about environmentalism we're thinking about it as a whole and we've got to think about how do we save everything together and think about it in one big system so what i can say is that what are the issues that are pertinent to the environment at the moment so climate change is a big one you'll hear about that quite often uh, you'll hear about water. Anyone who's from Cape Town will know that we're running out of water. That's a huge one. Uh, soil is a big one. Recycling is a big one. Uh, air pollution is a big one. Um, extinction of animals. You know, we have, we have a thousand rhinos that are poached every year. It's three, th- three rhinos no. a day that are killed, right? At the no. moment. So that's, that's a huge no. thing. You may have heard, uh, we, we discussed this actually in one of the shows before about the use of plastic straws. People are getting very uh, attuned to, uh, how straws are, are damaging the environment. So all of these things are, are very important. That's an ocean pollution issue. Uh, you kind of got to – you don't have to be overwhelmed. you just got to pick something and make a small difference, and then, yeah, then then that's it. Oh,
0: wow. Earlier you said air while you were explaining to me with the soil, but you said dirty air. Then mm-hmm. how do you make a clean air?
1: Well, <laughs> unfortunately, we don't really get a, a a brush that we can brush the sky, Right. Uh, but the air will kind of naturally clean itself uh, over time. So I don't know if you've ever heard of anything called acid rain. Does mm-hmm. you know that? Okay, So acid rain is when you have air pollution, which is in the air, and then it rains, and then that mixes with it, and it falls down on the vegetation. So that's very bad. But it's basically the way of the air cleaning itself. So the key thing is actually to find ways not to pollute the air. Uh, and if we can find ways of doing that, then, then the air will become cleaner. Uh, there's all sorts of ways of doing that. Um, you know, there's all this talk about electric vehicles. Uh, in fact, in Israel, they were going to have a whole grid of electric vehicles. Uh, Elon Musk, who's from South Africa, he, he's doing an electric vehicle. That's a big thing, uh, If how we use our energy. So a lot of people are investing now in solar power, which is is much cleaner than coal power, for example. So we most of our energy in South Africa comes from coal and a little bit from nuclear, but mostly from coal, from ESCOM. And a lot of people are saying, well, why should we burn horrible, dirty coal and pump that into the atmosphere where well, we can just have solar power, which is, uh, you know, much cleaner. So, so those are ways that you can start to affect air quality.
0: Oh, wow. What challenges do you face?
1: Well, the world's a big place, and... Uh, the think about, thing about the environment is people are not wanting to clean it up until it's dirty. right? So you don't want to – it's very similar to actually cleaning a room, right? You don't realize that your room is dirty until it's such a mess that you can't walk and, and then you suddenly realize you have to clean it up. So a big thing is behavioral change. How do you get it across to people that it's in their own interests in the long term to make environmental change, to recycle, to walk when they can drive, to – uh, invest in solar power to m- not waste water to grow food wh- whatever it is and so education i think is a huge challenge to show people you know what is it that they can do to make a difference and and why is it important for them to do so
0: oh wow so can you tell us any successful environmental project that you maybe have been involved in have done
1: Whew, successful ones so I, I, i've done a lot of stuff uh, in my time. There was this great there's this great project if, if any of the listeners ever go out to a place called Mamalodi. Uh, Mamalodi is a township near Pretoria and they have there a center which is sponsored by the Jewish National Fund uh, called the Walter Sisulu Su- Environmental Center and that teaches kids uh, about the environment and they come like 10,000 a month and they come there and they learn and they learn about energy and water and growing their own food and recycling and, and how to shop in a way that is uh, more environmentally friendly. And, and lots of kids go there and they also go on and once they've had the education to have like successful careers. So I think that's a successful project. Um, Yeah. yeah, At school, we cleaned out the local river by the school. That was a great project. So, so I'd say that those are two that I could point to. Oh,
0: wow. Why is the environment so important?
1: Well, if we don't have the environment, where are we going to live? I mean, I know Elon Musk wants to go to Mars, but we've got quite a way to go. Let me tell you, Mars is not a great place. It's either it's very hot. <laughs> it's hot It's cold, it's far away, uh, and we've only got one world. So if we're not all environmentalists, then we're going to run out of world. And since we only have one, that's going to be a huge problem.
0: Oh, wow. Let's take a quick song break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 FM. This is Hi Kids, 4 Kids, by Kids. My name is Renal Silver and I am 11 years old. I have Benji in studio with me. If you have any questions for him, you can send a, a, an SMS to 34519 or telegram to 61 Or you can call on 10 3020 Let's carry on with the questions with Benji. Do you have other jobs?
1: Do I have other jobs? Uh, I do. I'm on the radio. i on this radio station as well sometimes. Uh, so that's one thing I do. Uh, and then I also work for something called the South Africa Israel Forum. That's another job that I do.
0: Can you tell us a bit about both?
1: Well, uh, I have a show on Monday mornings um, on the station It's about uh, it's Jewish current affairs and culture. So we do very much similar to what you're doing here. We bring guests on. We talk to them about their issues, what they're up to, and we're trying to keep the community informed about what's going on out there. And then the South Africa Israel Forum is an organization that takes people to Israel to show them the country. So uh, my job there is to, to organize those tours and take them.
0: Oh, wow. That's quite cool.
1: That's very cool, yeah.
0: Can you explain what global warming is?
1: What is global warming? <clears throat> okay. So have you ever had the experience where you've been at school all day and then you come to the car and you get in the car and it's like you've just stepped into an oven.
0: Mm-hmm. You've had that experience, mm-hmm. right? So,
1: so, so what, what uh, global warming is, is that you, you have the sun and it, it shines on the earth, right? And the earth has like a covering Around it of the atmosphere that's the atmosphere is like all the gases that surround the earth, and those gases are very important because they keep uh, the Earth protected from a whole bunch of things, including falling rocks and uh, things from outer space and all, all sorts of things. But what happens to the the sunlight is when it enters that atmosphere, it sort of hits the earth and then bounces back right and that's in the so cool. yeah, absolutely <laughs> it is cool, and as it bounces back, it warms the atmosphere, but because we put so much pollution into the atmosphere. That process um, is 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 increased somehow, basically, and so the more I- in pollution we get, the hotter the world actually gets at an atmospheric level, and and because that's happening, it's starting to affect how the weather operates, uh, and people are not sure quite what that means yet, but but there's concerns about. Increased droughts or bigger floods or, uh, melting of, of the sea ice caps and that sort of thing. So it's, it's, a, that's the sort of big process is the amount of, uh, CO2 in the, in the atmosphere, carbon, carbon dioxide, which is a gas that comes out of, um, when you breathe partly. Uh, when you breathe out that 's carbon dioxide, uh, but also from the back of cars, which is also something carbon monoxide, and all sorts of other things and those gases are, are helping to warm up the atmosphere, and people are concerned that that will have an effect on the weather
0: so how would we prevent it
1: so global warming is is a complicated phenomenon because think about this right you are here in South Africa, and you decide that uh, you are going to to prevent to stop reduce the amount of carbon being put into the atmosphere. You're going to drive your car a little bit less. But then the dude in in Zimbabwe, he's like, well, okay, you are driving your car less. I'm just going to drive a car more. So then it kind of, you're back to square one. So what they've had to do with a lot of these is actually get uh, people together in the room and agree that everyone is going to cut down on some of the the amount that they're putting into the uh, atmosphere and then also try and find ways to mitigate the effect. So if there's drought, for example, what can we do to make sure that people have access to technologies that can help them with water, which is something Israel is very good at, uh or, or is you know, are there places along coastlines where if there's a loss of flooding, is there are there ways that we can stop that from happening? So so the one way is to stop polluting, but the other way is to look at vulnerable areas and see how we can assist the people there.
0: Oh wow. So what is H two
1: O and all those things? H two O is water. Um, so if you're drinking the water, then uh, then you're drinking H two O. That those are just when you hear those sort of numbers those, uh, and letters, you'll often hear them, right? People will talk about H 20 O, C H four, all sorts of things. Right? That's just a, that's just chemistry. So you'll 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 learn it if you ever decide to study chemistry. But basically, all the Things in the world, everything in the world from this desk to flow to uh, uh, the microphone to everything are are made up of molecules and they're made up of different individual molecules and they kind of got stuck together. Uh, And when they're stuck together in particular ways, then you get those sorts of, of, of names and numbers and different molecules do different things and some are poisonous and some are not and some are good for us and some are not. Uh, and you need to know wh- what does what when you want to, say, clean the air or clean the water or, or whatever.
0: Oh. Can I? So about a, a lunar eclipse and a solar eclipse, mm-hmm. is it good and how does it come?
1: Okay, so lunar eclipses and solar eclipses are two different things. What happens is that... As you know, we have the sun, right? The sun is pretty much stable. It sits there and doesn't do anything except emit light, which is great because we need that to do it. Otherwise, if we didn't have the sun, we'd be pretty cold. Uh, and the what happens is that the sun sits there and the earth goes around it. So the earth goes around the sun. Uh, and that's why, for example, we have birthdays. Because what is a birthday? It's just the amount of days since the earth went around the sun since you were born. And the moon then goes around the earth. Does that make sense? Now, what happens sometimes is that the... the they get in the way of one another. So you'll have the sun, and then the the moon sort of goes around the earth at the exact point that the earth is in line. So basically, they're all in line. So you have the sun, and then the moon, and then the earth. And that then casts a shadow on on the planet below. Or if the earth is in front of the moon, then it casts a shadow on the moon. Now, what that looks like to us as earthlings is that it looks as though the, the moon is actually moving across the sun. And in a proper, what's called a proper lunar eclipse, actually the sun, the moon moves so much across the sun that you can't see it anymore for a few minutes. And it's a very exciting thing. I've, I've never been to a, a full lunar eclipse, but I've heard that even the birds go quiet and it becomes all still because basically it's like being at night because the sun is completely, um, Uh, It's it's completely covered. Now, does it have any special effect? I don't think so. But in ancient cultures, uh, eclipses were often considered to be sort of bad luck. Uh, And uh, we saw um, a very powerful lunar eclipse on Friday night, uh, and it kind of made the moon look red. Uh, and all it was is that the sun was passing in uh, the earth, excuse me, was passing in front of the sun and casting a shadow on the moon.
0: I saw on an app, I downloaded an app to see like where, where planets go, and I saw Mars really close to the moon.
1: Yeah, that's right. Mars was very close, and uh, Saturn was around. Uh, what is that app, that app is uh, Starfinder or, or something? Like I some,
0: don't really remember the name. The,
1: the, but, but if, like if like you're interested the in the stars, there's a great of app you know? called I can't, remember, it's like Sky or Starfinder. Oh
0: yeah, I think I, that's the one. It's and you, like a purple picture. Right? Yeah, exactly, that's right? The one. And
1: you put your phone up and then you can actually see yeah. what are the different stars, which is it very you cool. Like Geminis and mm-hmm. that. So it's a great way to learn the stars. People should do that. Or go to the planetarium. Mm, uh, if you've yeah. ever been to the planetarium, it fits. Uh, it's very, very cool.
0: How does day and night come?
1: Um, well, basically, that has to do with how the Earth is spinning, right? So you know that we're sitting on the Earth and the Earth is moving around in a circle. You know that, right?
0: We could be upside down right We
1: could now. be. We probably are upside down. I'm feeling a bit upside down, actually, just <laughs> in the studio. Uh, so basically, as the Earth rotates, and it rotates completely in 24 hours, right? It's like a ball. You you hit it, then it goes round and round and round and round and round. And, and so as it goes around... One part of the earth gets exposed to the sun and then moves around until it's no longer exposed to, and is on the other side and then it comes back. And that's basically what we see in the sky is we see the sun like moving, but it's actually not. We're the ones who are moving uh, and it's just moving in and out of the sunlight as we go around on the earth.
0: Oh, wow. How do we know… What the time is, or is that for scientists to just say? How do we, so, it's, so it's
1: not actually such a, a a question that's that's incorrect because it's it's actually fairly difficult to measure the time uh, because is, you have to compare it to what, right? And and how do you compare every second? And if you go to places like England, for example, when they started to measure what uh, the 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 crinos, which is what we understand to be this like sixty-hour day. Uh, you'll see these very, very, very complicated clocks, massive, like the size of uh, a person or bigger, with different weights and different measures to try and, and, and get the, the the sort of fine points of the time as it was divided up. Today, we, we measure time on an ana- anatomical level. So we, we see how different atoms vibrate, basically. And that's how we, we figure out where the time is. But it's a very complicated physics question, actually measuring the time. And there's... Uh, I'd have to look it up for you, but there's like a whole, uh, place that is dedicated to the time and they have, uh, some, some substance or some thing where they measure it at an anatomic level. So is a very, time is a very interesting question.
0: Mm. What is an atom?
1: So an atom is the most basic building block of life. So I, sp- I explained to you earlier about molecules that make up, uh, the world, right? So let's say bits of gold, right? We, you, if you get a, gold bar, that's made up of gold particles, and those gold particles are made up of, of smaller bits, and the atom is really uh, the, the smallest bit of everything.
0: Smaller than a germ? M-
1: much smaller, much smaller. A germ is made up of lots and lots of atoms, and the biggest thing in science in the last hundred years or maybe not the biggest thing, but one of the big things is that we as human beings figured out how to split an atom, and when we did so, that's what actually creates a nuclear bomb. Is that you and, and nuclear power is the ability to, to split an atom up from, from even its constituent parts.
0: Oh, wow. What is gravity and why do we need it?
1: So gravity is an interesting phenomenon because everybody knows what it is, but it's actually kind of hard to measure and, and nobody's really sure about how it comes about, uh, which is kind of confusing. But gravity was sort of famously described by a guy called Isaac Newton. He lived in England in, I don't know if it was the 16th, the 17th centuries. Maybe someone can help me with that. And he was sitting under an apple tree. And as he was sitting under the apple tree, an apple fell off the tree and hit him on the head. And that's gravity. Gravity is the fact that if you throw something up in the air, then it will fall down. right, And and it's kind of important because if we didn't have gravity on the earth, we would fall off the earth, uh, which would be really unpleasant because it's not so cool in space if you – are, are floating around and there. there's no oxygen and all these sorts of things. The smaller a body is, an astronomical body, the the smaller its um, gravitational force. So if you go look at pictures of the moon and look at videos of people like Neil Armstrong jumping up and down on the moon, you'll actually see them jump like two or three meters in the air because uh, they the gravity is much less on the moon. Uh, and so its gravitational pull is less. And so you can actually jump up higher. Uh, and gravity is also important Because it keeps all those gases That I was telling you about Keeps it nearby the earth uh, So that we can breathe uh, So that, that's kind of what uh, gravity is all about
0: well, But then how do balloons fly up?
1: Mm-hmm. So overcoming gravity Is a very interesting question Because you have gravity pushing down uh, But at the same time uh, Other things can be lighter than air the, the, the gravity acts as a force downwards But if you have uh, in the case of a balloon, something like helium. Helium is another one of these particle, and it's lighter than the air around it. It actually puts a force on on the gravity, uh, and and it's able to to go higher uh, than than it than it currently currently is. When we fly in a plane, for example, or um, birds fly, they're able to apply the force upwards that's needed to actually keep you keep you in the air. And that's why when you look at a plane, you'll see that has those big jet engines, right, those huge things. Those are basically, all they're doing is trying to minimize the amount of gravitational pull on the airplane so that you can fly around in the air.
0: Oh, wow. So so do you think schools should have environmental class?
1: I think schools already do have. As I said to you, there's biology and geography and all these sorts of things. And I know that some of the LO uh, places have environmental aspects to them. Uh, it's also a lot of schools have environmental clubs. I know that I used to work at King David and they had an environmental club, uh, that they do there and uh, the JNF has his clubs, as I said. So yeah, I think it's very important because basically let's say, let's say the rhinos, right? So the rhinos are, are a huge issue and maybe if we don't learn about the rhinos and how we can protect them, then by the time you have kids, then there won't be any rhinos for you to see anymore. Uh, and so kids have to understand uh, that they are the ones that are going to have to deal with the mess. Uh, if if we don't start to figure it out, and kids are very important in changing adult behaviour, you know, if I tell Flo that uh, he has to not waste water, he might think I'm just crazy and getting in his way. But if you ask him nicely and say, "Look, you know, this is my show, and on this show we're going to save water," then you know he produces for your shows, so he has to listen. So kids are powerful, uh, and so it's important <laughs> that they are part of schools.
0: Right? <laughs> Can helium change the sound of your voice if you suck it?
1: So I'm not an expert in the sucking of helium out of balloons I wouldn't recommend it uh, um because <laughs> it's probably not so good for you I don't know that uh, but yes it does how it does it I couldn't tell you uh but it does affect your vocal cords and that's
0: why people sound like this when they have <laughs> helium, right Is there things that can make your voice go Yeah absolutely that's different different
1: kinds of then. different kinds of of uh chemicals and and oh, and right. gases will affect things
0: Wow so what can we do to help save electricity and water?
1: So there's a few things uh, that you can do. Electricity is an easy one. Turn off your lights. Um, make sure that if you leave a room, you turn them off. Um, make sure that your bulbs are correct. You know, different kind of bulbs use different kinds of electricity. You can look into that. Uh, people have started putting in solar geysers. I've got a solar geyser in my house. It's very effective. Um just, you know, when, you, when you're when heating up a room, just heat up the room and then, you know, it doesn't have to be on all night. Uh, mostly don't leave things on unnecessarily. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the important thing. And then you ask about water, right? So when you're watering, don't water in the middle of the day because the more water that you spray on uh, the ground, then it evaporates and disappears. And uh, we could farm a lot better, you know, in Israel – they, they have systems called drip irrigation. And what drip irrigation does is it takes one little droplet of water and puts it right by the root of a plant. And then the plant gets all the water it needs without like having a sprinkler system which sprays it into, into the air. So that's, that's fixing leaks. You know, if you have leaks in your house, see how you can fix them and uh, make sure that they're not there anymore. I've spoken to you a little bit about shaving water and, uh, and reusing water. There are ways of taking water that's Certain kinds of water, uh, you have to do it properly. That can be used to water the garden after you've used it for, say, cooking or bathing or whatever. Uh, taking shorter baths and shorter showers, uh, or not filling up the bath completely, uh, all of these are ways uh, that you can you can reduce the amount of water consumption.
0: Well, the city of Joburg just made a law about recycling from the 1st of July 2018. Do you think that will help our city?
1: So I'm interested to see what they end up doing with this Johannesburg law because they was piloting it forever, right? Every single day you heard about, oh no, they're still going to do this, they're still going to do this, uh, and nothing really ever happened. So now they're making it compulsory, and I kind of really hope that they, they do have uh, the right infrastructure in place to make sure that it happens. Uh, basically, what it's going to mean, if it's similar to other programs, which I'm sure it is, is that you have to separate out your waste. So what you'll do is that. You'll come to your dustbin, or before your dustbin, and you'll say, "Okay, this is glass. I must put it all with glass. And this is uh, metal. I must put it all with metal. And this is paper. I must put it all with paper." And then, once it does that, you're then able to take it away to specific places where it can be recycled. Because otherwise, if it's a big mishmash, it's very difficult to separate all of the trash and, and then and, and then recycle it into other things.
0: Uh. You're listening to Hi Kids on one hundred one point nine Hi FM. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Janelle Silverstone, and I am 11 years old. That song was Nino from the Lorax. Before I wrap up the riddle, we have a special birthday today. Happy 11th birthday to Liav Lewis. Hope you have a great day.
1: And, uh... Oh. And uh, also, happy birthday, I believe, to Kathy Kaler. It was her 21st yesterday, so happy birthday, Kathy.
0: Ready for the tongue twister? This is how it works. You can call us on 010-140-3020 and I'll count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. Oh look, we have a message from Lindy. We She said, we really do have some of the smartest kids on the high kids show. On High FM, top class. Oh, thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, we
1: pretty. The guests are a little bit uh, not bright, but anyway, it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> okay, this has been High Kids, for Kids, by kids, kids. My name is Janelle Sölsen, and I am 11 years old. Thank you to, so much to my guest, Benji, for coming on Kai Kids. And thank you to my producer, Mandy, and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Kaya Kid Riddle Show, only on 101.9 Kai FM. Goodbye, kids. Bye,
1: kids.